Okay, guys, we're back again. Like we always do it this time. I go for mine, and I got to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Listening With Me, Leon Andrews. And I'm back from another week. I'm in, I've been engaged for just over a week now. It's Is it settling in? Who really knows? Just you, to be honest with you, it's pretty surreal to, to really think about how now after so many years, uh, 33 years of my life have gone by and I've been through several relationships. Some of them have been romantic. Some of them have been just dating uh, just really just dating and not ha- having it going anywhere to now to this point after I would say if I really had to put it out there guys um I didn't lose my virginity until I was 20 years old I didn't feel like I had a real girlfriend a real girlfriend until I was I'm sorry no I lost my virginity when I was 23 years old that's right <laughs> I lost my virginity when I was 23 and I didn't really start seriously dating people until like my early 20s. I was very much a late bloomer in my life. I dated a girl here and there in middle school, and that was about it. In high school, I decided I didn't want to be a part of the dating scene. I very much put in this fixed idea that dating in high school would be damaging to me when I decided to move out of Miami because the idea was that I was already set to move out of Miami. It was already in my mind by the time I got to my last year in middle school that I was going to move out of Miami and go to college and then have a career in game development, which never panned out the way I wanted it to. But that's just life, you know. Quite honestly, when I really go back and think about it, I didn't really have much of a plan. I didn't really have much of a plan that I followed through. I just thought, like, if I went to college and I go to college and I get my degree, um, everything is going to happen to me the way it should be. And uh, honestly, that's not what happened at all. It was definitely poor planning on my part. But I did tell myself that if I was going to be in a relationship with anybody, it would be while I was in college. And even then, I was kind of like, maybe I'll date around in college, but mm, I really kind of want to focus on school and my career and blah and blah and blah, blah. And so uh, the reason why is because I didn't want somebody to hold me back. I I had that in my mind that I didn't want someone to hold me back when I decided to go to college in Orlando. So that's the reason why I didn't date in high school, but flash forward in college, and eventually I, lo- I lost my virginity, and I dated. So when you really think about it, from the age of 23 to 33, holy crap, that's 10 years, and now I'm engaged after 10 years. So when you really think about it, <laughs> when you re- when you kind of think about the game in that in that in that style, that's not bad. I went through about 10, maybe 15 different women to finally get to who I'm with now and how happy I am with her and etc. Et so I'm going to be honest with you. That's pretty cool. Within 10 years, I was already, I'm engaged. I don't know how many, honestly, how many other people can say that. Uh, there are people out there who have been with one person for the majority of their life. Uh, a good buddy of mine, a good buddy who's been with someone since I want to say since middle school, even high school. And they're still together to this day and have a baby. So bless their hearts and bless them on that. That's that's really dope. You don't really find that around these days. 
But yeah, here I but here I am uh a week later and I'm engaged and after today I'm going to be flying out of the state over to uh uh Reno Nevada Nevada Reno 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 Nevada Reno Nevada and going over there for the Wild West Reno show for vets. That's where I'm gonna be doing uh that's where I'm gonna be going for the rest of the week. I come back on Saturday, but I wanted to get this episode, you know, recorded and posted and shared and, you know, hopefully I'll share it some more while I'm out there. I will say that is a, that is something about me that's pretty inconsistent is I don't really do a good job on marketing. Now, my fiance, however, she does a hell of a job on marketing. She is a marketing queen. And if I it was up to me, I would have her market my podcast for me and just record and edit it and post it somewhere online and then have her share it. But I think I have to be the guy that wears my marketing hat and market this podcast. So over the course of this week, um, my job, you know, I talked to the, she's kind of like the secretary, uh, the secretary CEO, or you can look at her as sort of a deputy CEO. She's basically high up on our organization board. And the other day, uh, she heard us in a meeting complain about something that's been going on in our job. And without getting into too much detail, it caused her to come into our area, which she's not even working in our division. She doesn't even head our division. This other guy heads our division. But she came in and she talked to us and about some of our, what we feel are out in our in our division, in our department. And, you know, what what is something we would like to see better of? And quite, you know, one at the very end of it, you know, at the very end of it, we felt very much heard. We felt very heard from her. And she's not even our boss. Now, granted, she's high up on the organization board, but really, the person that's in charge of us is this other gentleman. And this other gentleman is the reason why I have a job in the first place, by the way. He liked me a lot to the point that he wanted to hire me, and he has, pl- and he has plans for me to become a salesperson within our company, which I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to doing. And really getting up there, but I feel like I still have to work at the position I'm at because I feel like I have my ups and downs with it that I still are yet to really perfect the job in such a way where I'm so efficiently adequate at it to move up. Because I feel like you know I'm not gonna sit here jump to level three when I haven't even, like when I haven't even feel comfortable with level one. That's a, we've talked about this before. This is that would be a very much too steep. Too, too much of a grade, too much of a gradient. It could be too steep for me to, to handle. So therefore, I need to go back and make sure that I have everything understood, corrected, and able to apply before I move on to the next grades. It's as simple as that, or the next levels, the next echelons, however you want to really want to put it out there. However, the deputy CEO, as I'll call her, really made us feel heard and when you really boil down to anything, whether it be a, a romantic relationship or a friendship or or work relationship or anything like that, one of the things that can make a person feel really, 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 really small and insignificant in this grand universe is that they're not heard. And not simply by saying, okay, or all right, or okay, whatever, yeah. It's the fact that to really be heard is to really be understood. Understood to the degree that the person who 
heard your communication gives you a response that feels so in place, that feels exactly what you needed to hear or what needed to be heard in the first place that you felt heard, right? What what said back, if I asked for a cup of tea and you bring me back a plushie, you didn't really hear me. And so there, so we were having some things going on in this company that we were bring, or trying to like shoot up, you know, up, you know, up the ladder a little bit, and we didn't really get the answers we were looking for, and you know, not really feeling like we were being heard, and that was ultimately what happened with her, this deputy CEO. She made us feel heard, and it's very important, and even even in a workplace, to feel heard, that you feel like you matter, because. What ends up happening is that you start to feel so insignificant that you almost feel pretty much expendable. And then you start getting into this this band of fear and terror, like mostly fear. Oh my God, am I going to lose my job? Or how if I lose this job, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to be able to make my car payments? Am I going to pay rent? Uh, I owe somebody a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. You go into fear. And you're no longer being the person in charge of your own destiny. Therefore, it's important to feel heard in your own company, in your own relationship, or in any dynamic that you're in. Such as a relationship, when you want to be heard, you communicate something or you say something to your significant other, whatever degree that might be, friends with benefits, fiance, wife, husband, boyfriend, whatever. And... You say something to them that you're concerned about, that you're that it's on your mind. It's a, you definitely have a consideration that needs to get out there, that needs to be said from one person to another. That hey, I have to blah blah blah, and I feel that blah blah blah. And then that person that hears it hears it so well and understands your situation, like understands it, not just okay but understands it that they reciprocate back, they respond back with a proper response. Yes, I will see to that. Well, I want to get the dishes done. Or, oh yeah, I understand that you've been putting a lot of money in and I'll make sure that you're compensated back. So why don't you make a list for me of what you've already paid for, divide that in half, and tell me what my half is. Things like that, things that make people feel hurt. I, I, the one thing that I really like about my relationship with my fiance is that I do always feel hurt. I will always bring up a consideration. I will always bring up a concern or even a worry to her, and we talk about it until she and I reach an understanding. This is what prevents fights. This is what prevents people from just quitting. Anything, activities, work, relationships. This prevents people from going so down low, so down low emotionally, grief or apathetic or just bored and get up to the point where they're able to be there with you and communicate with you and have a dynamic relationship with you by making them feel heard. You heard? Son, you heard? And that's important, right? Think about it for a second, dog. Just think about that. Just for a freaking second. That if you were to communicate with someone and really communicate what needed to be 
said without invalidating or making the other person feel wrong, right? You wouldn't approach someone in such a way where you would say, you know, you're really inconsiderate and you don't do any of the chores in the house or somewhere along the lines of you completely ignore me all the time and you just don't listen and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. What you're you're going to end up making the other person feel attacked and they're going to get defensive, right? That, that that happens. You don't do enough around the house. Whoa, oh, hold up, what? I thought I did things around the house. The person has it in their head that they are doing something around the house. But you, yourself, know they're not doing enough around the house. So there is a way to approach that. Hey, uh, you could do a little bit more around the house. I, I do notice that you're not doing, uh, this is not getting done and this is your responsibility kind of thing. You know, just make sure you're doing that. Okay, yeah, for sure. Ha ha ha. There's definitely ways to approach things tactfully in any relationship and that is and and you get to that point where you're talking you're communicating back and forth back and forth to ultimately any goal in any conversation is to eventually reach an understanding with one another and when you reach an understanding your relationship is definitely becomes much stronger you know you definitely become more of a stronger bond together right you feel me dog is this all communicating to you? Do you understand what I'm saying, man? You know what I mean? Right? Boom. Anywho. And that's why I'm happy with the relationship I'm currently in. And I do feel really happy about where I'm currently working at. It's, it's a different game from what I've ever been. I got out of the IT game. I hate it being in the IT game because I had to feel like I was constantly trying to prove myself every time and it definitely was there was a a level effort at some point it was just I was just so failed on it that I just had to get out of the game I had to find a new game for myself to play because uh it it just definitely wasn't for me anymore just being an IT guy I got into IT because I wanted to develop video games and even then I'm so failed at that (laughs) I'm so considerably failed on that that I don't even want to do it anymore. I mean, there is a definitely a part of me that would love to be a game developer again and be a game designer, but only on a very much a hobby kind of level, right? That's where I'm at. I'm definitely more, I would love to get back to it, but only on a hobby level, not as a very serious level or anything like that. But for now, what I'm trying to work on is my money game and, and getting that back up to where it was once was. And this new game that I'm playing is being a salesman. I'm basically doing a one part of a sales job. And eventually, I would be doing the other half of that job. And so my job is basically to set the appointments, but not to just set the appointments. Sell the person on how why the appointment is so freaking important that they want to do it. That's what my job is. That's, that's my understanding of the job, and I totally get that. That was definitely much very much communicated to me at some point in my job that I heard it and feel as now I can, you know, duplicate that, that I can actually carry out the responsibilities and actions of my half of the job. And I'm, I'm, that's, and I'm, I'm playing this game right now where that's where I'm at. You know, I'm working my way up. I've always been told that I'm naturally charismatic. I'm actually I'm very articulate the way I talk and all the way I present myself to the point that I could be a salesman. People have told me that my whole life, and I never heard them. 
never heard them in my life at all. And it finally got through to me after 20 years that I can be a salesman. But I was always under the impression, I was always under the fixed idea, like, no, 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 I'm going to be a game developer, designer, I'm going to be like Hideo Kojima, I'm going to work at Kojima Productions, and I'm going to help make the next Metal Gear Solid game, and blah, 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 blah. No, that never panned out for me, homie. It never did. If I had to go back and talk to myself 10 years ago, I'd be like, dog, drop out of college, and (laughs) drop out of college and move back in with your parents and keep working at Tootsie's Cabaret. Because you're making way more cheddar and you don't have to worry about student debt. You know what I'm saying? And you know. But if, if it wasn't for college, if it wasn't for going to college, I would have never met my fiancé. So I can't really be completely 100% mad that I went to college and shit just didn't work out. Hey, man, that's just life. You know, when I die and come back again, I'll do it better next time. <laughs> But speaking of other games, I will say that over this weekend, I actually was able to finish my little writing project. You know, I have been feeling a lot more confident and a lot more certain in my writing ability to be a writer again. And matter of fact, in about two weeks is going to be starting the National Novel Writing Month. And just the last few days, I've been kind of considering, can I actually make the quota every day? And quota being... 1,667 words, can I make that quote? I did it once before with almost no basic training on how to be a writer at all, and I was able to do it, and I was had a pretty comfortable story, you know, albeit the grammar was freaking terrible, but I'm considering writing it, uh, writing for National Novel Writing Month, we'll see, throughout the month of November. We'll see, guys. We'll see. But until then, I finished a little bit of a writing project. I ended up being about 35, 40. Um, I'm sorry. Let me say that right for you guys. It ended up being 3,545 words, the completed story. This is a rough draft. Obviously, it still needs to be edited. It's just a rough draft. I need to go through, edit it, and make sure the story flows properly and then, you know, the tone is there. But what it, I ended up writing was the story about two college students who room together and eventually have not sex but basically do sexual things with each other and they're both guys you know they're just both guys and I wrote this story I wrote it before about maybe a year and a half ago on paper like literally literally I wrote it I hand wrote this I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before on the podcast and I've been wanting to to have it transcribed over onto digital so that I can properly edit it and put it somewhere onto the internet for people to read or whatever. And I gave it to my girlfriend last night to read it and she very much enjoy- enjoyed it. She thought it was she thought it was very adorable and she thought it was very cute and she liked the way that she liked the pacing of the story. She liked how like the setup was there and how it went to the point and then got to the main action and then of course she liked how it ended. She thought it was very cute. Her words to me were, "Oh, that was cute. They were laughing on the floor. You know, after they did what they did. Hey, yo. Eyebrows, 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 eyebrows. And that hurt. What she said to me made me feel very validated. And I, I, I do need that more in my life. I do need to feel more validated. I shouldn't have to go around looking for validation. But it's nice, right? When someone says, oh, wow, you did a really good job on 
you know, kicking that ball over the fence in that game of kickball and you made a home run, it's very validating in your abilities, right? Overall, you should, you yourself should feel confident and you should be able to validate yourself in your own abilities and your own knowledge. And I did feel very validated by her and I feel I should honestly go back and read it myself from beginning to end and really draw to the conclusions that it is a good story right? (laughs) But I'm glad I wrote it. I have another friend. She's going to read it maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. I don't know when. I just sent it to her. I I did. I did have, however, had to tell her she was very much open to reading anything that I was writing. She had commented the not too long ago when I told her I was writing again on Instagram. And I, my, she popped into my head yesterday and saying, hey, I finished writing the story. Would you like to read it? I asked. And she said, yeah, totally. She responded back. And then I thought about it before I sent it to her. I was like, wait a minute. I don't know how comfortable she is reading about two guys doing things together. Not to say that she's homophobic or anything, but you definitely want someone to give you the, you know, the, the, the preamble, the warning. Definitely you want to get the, that warning out of the way first because someone reads it thinking it's about a college student and then all of a sudden, like, oh my goodness, he's blowing this other guy in the bathroom. What the hell? Like, what? And it just totally throws them off, catches them off guard. I had to let her know. She said it was definitely okay. So I sent it her away, and we'll see what she has to say. But balls in her court. She can't say that I didn't warn her when I first sent it to her. <laughs> And I don't know what I want to write next. I'm uh, I'm trying to look at. I I feel like I've been writing a lot of the last two things that I wrote. The the last two things that I wrote were both erotica, and I kind of want to see if I can move out of that. I mean, I never wrote erotica before, and I have written erotica at least three times. Yeah, like I hand wrote two things of erotica, and then I typed up two things of erotica. Now, granted, that's saying that's five or four but trust me that's only three the there it's one of them is based off the the one story there's another story about a thief and a knight and it was pretty odd and maybe i'm kind of getting to the point where i i want to move away from erotica for a little bit the reason why i chose erotica is because you definitely have to be able to describe and flow have a story that flows concisely that it does the intention of what it needs to do, which is tell a story between one or more people or two or more people that are doing sexual things to one another. And you have to have it in such a way, like in my mindset, it's, it's in such a way where you get a depth of character as well as story. And then, of course, something that is very arousing. That's the mindset I have. That's my perspective on it. It's the it's character. It's quick character development, quick uh, establishment of setting, and then arousing the reader, arousing the the reader with what's going on in the story. That's why I originally I chose erotica. Now I want to see if I can challenge myself and move over into something else, and see if I can write another kind of story that's just very vanilla. That's about maybe sci-fi cowboys or something or viking or viking versus samurais or even just a story about a guy who just wants to drink a cup of water just a nice short story it's been a really nice gradient it's been a real nice like gradient for me to do is write these really small short stories and quite honestly and or and 
I would like to see if I can move into writing 50,000 words. Like I said previously before, I never wrote 50,000 wor- 50, words until 2009. Oh my goodness, it's been 10 years. Holy crap. That I wrote that one story. I want to see if I can write that story again. Part of me wants to really see if I can write that story from beginning to end all over again. Just re- Just write the whole story again from beginning to end and see if I can do it better this time because the story was when I went back and read it from beginning to end a couple of the years that I after writing it post writing it the story did seem a little over the all over the place and what I was really trying to do was these two characters were walking together in this in this afterlife and I was writing from one perspective and the, the narrative would switch between the two characters and that was very difficult. Now I can quite what I could do is just write it from one person's perspective in that narrative of the one character's perspective. I mean, it is when I originally wrote the story, it was written in third person. There's nothing wrong with a third person narrative, and it's definitely written from that one character's perspective. And I wanted it to be like that, where it was just like this one to the other, one to the other. And when I really think about it, no matter what, it's third person is just an omnipresence within the narrative frame. And that's, it's anyone's, it's it's a pretty open game from there, guys. So I would like to see if I can rewrite that story again with a very consistent narrative, omnipresent narrative. We'll see. And when, if I do it, this year, guys, I would love to keep you guys updated on it and post it somewhere for you guys to even read as I'm writing it and posting it up for you guys. Every chapter that I write, I want you guys to read it and I'll find somewhere to put it. Maybe like a blog or something. What do you guys think? Hit me up. Other than that, who's listening? You did. Thanks. Thanks.